This is how not to get rug pulled in crypto. If you don't want to lose all your money, tune in to the end of this episode. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of The Bean Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to teach you how not to get rug pulled in crypto. We've investigated thousands upon thousands of projects. Literally, like this is all we do. Yep. And we've been through so many websites and worked with so many different projects. We are able to identify which projects are going to rug you and which ones aren't. So we have a list of things that you can do as a watcher or a listener or an investor in crypto. And let's be real, you know, everyone gets rug pulled every now and then. You know, when you're new to crypto, you know, even when we were new to crypto, you know, back in the, the shitcoin days, you know, you throw a couple of whatever, a couple of bucks into a project. Sure enough, it's a rug, but you learn from those experiences. And, you know, we, we do this every day, as you said. So we've now not only have we been able to draw on our research um, experience, but our firsthand experience of getting rug pulled, seeing rug pulls. So we get some really valuable information that, we, that we're going to share today. And if you like this, make sure to like and subscribe. Absolutely. Look, this is, crypt- this is crypto. I mean, fuck. Even the top 10 project, um, was it Luna, got, I don't want to say got rug pulled, but that went from 100 and something dollars down to zero. So mm. it happens to the best of projects and to the best of investors. There was a lot of big companies who had money tied up in Terra and into their stable coin. So there's a small cap projects that can rug you, but there's also some bigger ones that can occur. And you almost have to appreciate these times now because once regulation hits, you're never going to have these again. And these will be times where you can look back and be like, man, remember back in, you know, the 20, early 2020 when you could do this and do that? You're like, oh yeah, that was crazy. I yeah, lost $10,000 yeah. on that project. For sure. <laughs> All right, well, now let's talk about some of the things we've learned from either Luna going to zero or, you know, a shitcoin going to zero that the listeners can see, wow, okay, well, if I know this, yeah, I don't want to get rugged going forward, right? Absolutely. So what's one of the first things you would do? You know, you've just heard of a new project. We just told you about the next greatest crypto projects in the world. First thing I would do, go to the website, Yeah, right? It's super easy. Takes five minutes. Go to the website. Check for team members. Right. Are the team members docs, which means are there pictures of the team, not some stupid NFT profile picture with, you know, Ricky. No, I want first name, last name, and a button that clinks to their LinkedIn profile. Yeah. So I know who this person is. I can see their background. I can see their Twitter page. I can see if they're real. For me, that's, that's the first thing I'm doing. And most of these people building these projects are former professionals in some sort of tech world. So... Usually people in the corporate corporate world or working in tech should have a LinkedIn profile and they should have a list of ex- experience in other places that they've worked in the past. Yeah. You know, you, you don't want to see a guy just maybe left McDonald's and is now all of a sudden running some crazy crypto project. Yeah, so. 100%. So first thing I would do, so n- now that I'm still on the website, I've checked for the team members, just go around the website, look for spelling mistakes, signs of, you know, broken buttons, buttons that don't work. Yeah. It's just the website. It's super easy. You can do it from your phone. You can do it from your computer. 
Does the website look like it was made in five minutes? Mm. That's a red flag. And then also check, I want to, because we're in the tech world, like Bitcoin and all these crypto projects are considered technology with blockchain, hash graph, et cetera. Do, can, is it viewable on a mobile as well? Because mm. you get a lot of these websites and look, they might look great on your computer, but if it doesn't work on your mobile as well, I mean, to me, that's also, also a red flag. And when we're talking about there's 20,000 different projects to invest in and it, it can't take all these boxes, don't worry, there's another project out there. Exactly. And typically they'll put together these patchwork websites because they know they're only in it for, what, four hours before they pull the rug. 100%. So, you know, they, they go at Fiverr.com, they get someone to make the website for 100 bucks, and boom, it's full of spelling mistakes because they didn't proofread it, all that kind of stuff. Or they're probably, you know, they might be not English-speaking language anyway. So, all right, you've been on the website, you check the team, check the spelling, check the buttons. What are you doing next? I think I'm going to jump into maybe something, another thing you can do really quickly. I would go on to their socials. Yep. I would check out um, their Twitter, maybe their Instagram. Twitter is usually one of the better places. This is seems to be, doesn't seem like a lot of these projects are using Instagram necessarily right now. They're not using TikTok. They're primarily on Twitter. So if I'm on there, I want to see how many followers do they have. And even if they have a shit ton of followers, let's say they have 200,000 followers. I want to see if the engagement is organic or not. So I don't want to see a post and then they have, so let's say they have 400,000 followers, but there's only like 10 likes. That means they probably bought the followers. Mm. Um, the other thing, I don't want to see them only have about three posts so far and somehow they have 20, 30,000, 40, 50,000 followers. Where did those come from, right? You want to see organic engagement and I'd almost rather see a project with less followers, but everything is real. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, you, you talk about the engagement because you can also buy the engagement, right? So you go to a, tw a Twitter thing that has, you know, 10,000 followers and, you know, they post something random and somehow it has 150 reshares. Yeah. But you go and you can click on the reshares and see a retweet and you can see who's retweeting it and you can go to the click the profiles and, you know, if it's a joined this month with zero followers, zero, one following, like, you know, these are bots. Yeah. So yeah, definitely go to the Twitter and check to see if the followers are real and if the engagement just like, you know, if it Something looks... Something seems off. Yeah, you can you can tell. Yeah. But after you look at a few projects, you can tell, is it genuine or not? So now you have a red flag. If it's if it looks off, if you get a weird vibe from the Twitter, red flag. Yeah. And then also, um, you can find that on the webpage, usually at the bottom of the, of the website or so. Um, so after you've done these things, another thing I like to do is hop into the Telegram group. Telegram group is excellent for understanding the community. It's kind of like walking into a party and getting a, a sense of the vibe of like, all right, is everybody in here listening to death metal or is this more like an R&B party? Are we playing beer pong or are we just, you know, smoking? Like what's going on in here, right? So the telegram groups I find are excellent for that because there's like the pump, like, you know, those like those funny images where it's like buy now, buy now, wind pump, wind, yeah, pump, yeah. wind, wind Lambo. It's just a whole bunch of these stickers. Yeah. Whereas some of these other ones, you have the dev in there, the development team and the moderators answering questions, you know, telling you about technology, t telling the, like setting up the ask me anything. There's a lot of details in there. Sometimes you can even be a little bit of a, a devil and, you know, try to call out the project a bit and see if you get booted because we've done that, right? We're going, we'll ask some questions like, Hey, where's this? And all, all of a sudden we get booted and we can't get back in the project. Yeah. So I've, I've had that experience firsthand for sure. We've done that. And, you know, we see a project, we're like, all right, we'll go into the telegram 
Yeah, you don't necessarily, you know, bash the project. You just ask a detailed question, you know, how is your smart contract, you know, going to deploy this and make sure that X, Y, Z happens from your project? And then if someone's like, stop fudding, stop fudding, ban. It's like, okay, if they can't even answer one question about their project, massive red flag. Yeah. Yeah. So go into the Telegram groups and kind of get a vibe. I think that's, I think such a really good tell. And it's another interesting point that you would, you said about the AMAs. That's the next thing I would add on to that Mm -hmm. is look for the AMAs. You know, even if the team isn't docs, they might have audio only AMAs. But, you know, first of all, you're looking for that docs team. Go to the AMAs. Can the developers and the founders answer all the questions in a very nice manner? Or are they sidestepping questions, not answering questions, getting angry at questions? You know, you can get a lot of, uh, uh, you can get a good feel about a project and its founding team from the AMAs. Yeah. All, you know, any, any re- uh, legitimate project is going to have multiple AMAs answering all questions in a very nice manner. And that's what you love to see. But if you don't see that, red flag. Clear and concise, right? And it's also docs in the team as well in, in some capacity. So, so far we've, we've talked about a few different things. We're going to keep going here. And I know it sounds like a lot of work, but can you imagine if somebody just reached into your pocket and took $5,000 from you? Or how much work you have to do to make $5,000 or mm-hmm. $1,000? So if you can spend just... 15 minutes doing this before you make an, uh, a purchase of a project or a coin, do these things. Yeah. And so we've got a, we've got some r- other really important ones. So make sure you keep watching to the end of this episode to save yourself from getting rugged. So we've been through the, the website, the Discord, the Telegram, the team. Another thing that you can get from the website is the white paper mm. or light paper. Mm-hmm. First of all, make sure they have one. You know, honestly, a lot of these rug pulls, they don't even have a white paper. It'll, it'll say white paper. You can't click it, yeah. right? A button broken. Um, but if they do have a white paper or a light paper, make, give it a bit of a read. You know, just a quick browse. I don't expect you to read the 100 pages, whatever it is. But just, does it make sense? It will usually have, you know, how they plan on marketing it before the token launches, after the token launches, maybe some partnerships that they have. They usually have their team members on there, past experiences, what problems they're solving, you know, it's so usually a detailed, like the Ethereum, uh, the Ethereum one's like 36 pages or something like that. So. Yeah. So make sure they have one and go through it. I would say that's another relatively easy thing you can do. And another thing, if in this white paper, they'll have the tokenomics and the vesting schedule. So go back and watch our episode on that, the crypto cheat sheet, because we help educate, you know, what to look for in this tokenomics section. So some projects... Even though it may not look like what you can see on the screen where it's just a complete rug pull, it'll be a like a slow bleed of a rug pull. So they'll rug pull you over the course of a year right. where it's 25% vested on day one of the token launch and then are 25% like the next month, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. And then it's done. it's done. So it's all the pre-sale investors getting in, making a quick 5X, 10X off retail who's getting absolutely fleeced. Um, and there's some launch pads that do that consistently, like Bluezilla. Yeah, yeah that's, they, uh, that's a partner I would, I would try to avoid looking at. Yep. Um, so definitely definitely look at the tokenomics, and yeah, check out that cheat sheet episode because there's a lot of good information about there. Yeah. Um, all right, so we've, we've moving moving you know away from the website and, and the team and stuff like that. Um, now now think about if you're buying if you're buying the token, right? And we do this a lot. Check if you can buy and sell a little bit of this token. Yeah, do a test. You know. If let's say you want to, let's say you have $2,000 in capital that you want to unleash on this, on this project, start with 20 bucks, buy some, and then try to sell it right away. If you can't sell it, 
<laughs> guess good luck getting your twenty, your two grand out. So that's what's known as a honeypot. So rug pullers can engineer the smart contracts or the code of the crypto project that there is no sell mechanism. So, you know, everyone's aping in, aping in, hodl, hodl, hodl. But then when anyone tries to sell, they can't, you know, you can't increase the slippage high enough to sell the actual token because you can't. So always do a test with a potentially shady project before aping in with however much you think you're going to buy with it, right? Yeah, because some of these projects, look, you can make some serious money on some of them. What we did, like, what, MetaPets or some stupid coin? Yeah, well, I can't like, remember. MicroPets. 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 We're sitting here, put a few grand in, and we have, like, 20x. Yeah, oh, that's crazy. But before we bought it, I, I, we tested it. Can we buy it? Can we sell Yeah, okay. Boom, put it. And it was running, like, nuts. Yeah. Like, so. <laughs> yeah, so always do a test. And then on the same token, I would say, on the same, you know, line of, of thought, Look for liquidity and volume. If there's super low liquidity and volume, that means that the team is not providing any liquidity to the buy and sell pool, which means that you're probably, even if you can sell, you can't sell a lot at a time. So there's, you know, go to CoinMarketCap or CoinGecko, whatever you use, scroll down beside market cap, it'll show you the volume. You know, if it's if it's below a million, if it's below 500,000 volume, then that's there's not much in there, right? So yeah. you might not be able to sell your tokens, even if they go up and you, right? Exactly. Um, another thing I would probably look at would be, is it only, what markets is it listed on? Is it only a Binance? Not to say that all Binance smart chain projects are, you know, good or not good. I'm just saying if it's the only chart where you can actually see it from is on PooCoin, it's probably, a, it's probably not a good project, <laughs> right? If you can, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so was it PooCoin's like a place where you can check charts and oh, it's usually man. like, the bottom of the barrel project. Yeah. So if you can only get it on PancakeSwap and you can't see it on CoinMarketCap or CoinGecko and only on PooCoin. Yeah. My my memories of PooCoin are literally getting rugged. It's every I think every project on PooCoin is a rug. Every project that every project that I've seen rug or I've personally been rugged on has been only on Coo, uh, yeah. sorry, PooCoin. <laughs> <laughs> Not PooCoin, PooCoin. Um, yeah, that's a, for sure. Um, one way of checking, you know, checking a lot of this stuff, this is all going to take time. One way of, of, you know, if you're too lazy to do all this stuff, you can check if it's been audited by Certic. Mm. So that's a good thing. Certic is the number one approved service that legitimate crypto projects use to, they vet the projects. They go through the white paper. They go through the tokenomics. They go through everything. Security. Everything. Yeah. And they give it that Certic seal of approval. And you can, don't take the project's word that they've been cert, Certic audited. Go to the Certic website, type in either the token address or the name of the project, and you can read the report. That's how you know for sure that they've been audited. And then they will take care of a lot of the stuff for you that we've talked about. Are the tokenomics legit? Is there is it a honeypot? All this kind of stuff. Yeah. Certic does that for you. So finding out that it's Certic audited is definitely something you should do if you're sketchy about a project. Absolutely. And you can also go into something like Etherscan. You can put in the, the address and you can see uh, which token holders or wallet addresses hold X amount of you know the token. So if you go on there and you see... One wallet holds 80%. Well, look, you're, you're going to get rugged. Yeah, so that's a big one. So yeah, you can go to BSC scan, Etherscan, whatever. Put the token address into the top of the website. You can scroll down, go to wallet holders. As Josh said, if you see one wallet with a ton of tokens in it, that's probably the team waiting to dump on your ass as soon as the, pr the price gets up, you know, 2 to 10x. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Gone. Rug. Mm. Website deleted. Yeah, Telegram fine. deleted. Twitter deleted. Over. Yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty much. I don't, do you have anything else? The last one I have is just checking for a detailed roadmap. You know, some projects will typically you'll find the roadmap either a in the white paper if 
the project even has one. And again, look, with these projects we're speaking to, we're, we're speaking low. These are low caps. Yeah. Right. We're not the. You don't really have to worry. Risky shit coins. You almost don't have to really worry about this stuff with Ethereum or something like that. But make sure it has a detailed roadmap. And typically, it could be it'll be on the white paper or at the bottom of the web page. And if it's just like Q1 develop game, Q2, and there's no real specific like by uh, January 1st we're going to be implementing this, this, and this. By you know February 3rd we're going to be doing this, this, and this. You'll see that some of these roadmaps are just so patchwork and it's it doesn't it almost doesn't even have anything for next year Here, here's your stereotypical rug pull roadmap q1 launch token or sorry no step one st- it doesn't say q it says yeah. step one launch token step two uh billboard on uh, yeah. uh in new york madison yeah. time, Times square billboard step three giveaway lambo yeah step three lambo step four celebrity boxing endorsement step five moon yeah. That, that's the roadmap. And yeah. I remember seeing that. Like, it's just a joke. <laughs> so if you see anything like that, like, man, you're just, you're gambling. And not even gambling. You're losing your money. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, man. In saying that, uh, with the Bean Pod is going to be sponsoring <laughs> a, a Times Square billboard soon and then Lambo. <laughs> uh, look, I mean, these low-cap gems are an excellent way to make some serious gains in crypto. Like like we said, with that micro patch thing that we did where we got yeah. like 20X on it. Yeah. It was a shit coin. I think it, I don't even know if it exists anymore, but I think I think I saw it still around. But Probably, yeah. You can make good money. I on think these. I saw their billboard Times Square. <laughs> you can make good money on these low caps, so that's why it's important to do fifteen to twenty minutes of work. This yeah. is what we do before we invest in some of these really shitty projects or low low cap projects, because we know the gains that can be had. But yeah. Just take these what ten steps apply it takes 15 to 20 minutes yeah and look if you're watching this episode if you have any hilarious or, or terrible experiences about getting rugged let us know in the comments or if there's anything we missed that you need to look for to prevent from getting rugged also comment that too we'd appreciate that or some low cap gems because uh we be, always love yeah we love low cap gems and make sure you guys tune to the next episode Ooh, that one's gonna be a banger All views expressed by speakers on the Bean Pod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the Bean Pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.